This is how socialism ruined India. South Korea, a country that had much worse colonial history than India. South Korea has witnessed the brutal Japanese colonialism and was ravaged by the Korean War in the 1950s. At that time, in the 1950s, India had all the institutions left by Britain to build a new economy for a new country. Today, South Korea is a developed economy and India is still a development nation. Two-thirds of the poorest people of the world live in only five countries and India is one of those five countries. What happened? What went wrong? There are multiple things responsible for India's slow development process. Let's start with the first culprit. India's first Prime Minister's love for the so-called socialism. India copied the concept of socialism from the Soviet Union. In the Soviet Union, when Lenin introduced the new economic policy in 1921, he said a state should hold everything in the government, means the go- which means the government should have the absolute control over the market and the economy. The market had no role to play in it. Everything was nationalized. Jawaharlal Nehru tried to build India's bureaucratic and economic model based on the model of the Soviet Union. But the Soviet Union itself could not survive its own model. And as a result, the Soviet Union was dissolved in 1991. Socialism believes in making companies and businesses nationalized. Nationalization means when a government takes control of a company or an industry. However, this so-called model of socialism always fails. Socialism promotes the idea of having control on all businessmen and taking money from rich through heavy taxation and giving it to poor people. Prominent Indian business persons never liked Nehru's economic policies. Many said that Jawaharlal Nehru hated businessmen because of his pro-socialist ideology. Once there were Tata Airlines in India founded by GRD Tata and was making a good profit. Jawaharlal Nehru approached JRD Tata and said, JRD, profit is a dirty word. Nehru nationalized Tata Airlines and made it Air India. Today, we all know how Air India has failed. That's why governments should never take control of companies. Now, poverty and literacy in India. In 1941, literacy rate of India was just 12%. And 75% of the Indian population was living in poverty. Socialism offers straightforward solutions to end poverty by increasing more funding to poverty programs. They believe that they need to transfer more money through the government taxation from people who have money to people who don't. So basically this means that socialism is going to go for, from, for forever because then the rich will become poverty and then the, the previously poor people and now rich people will have to give their money so it goes on for
however giving people who are poor free stuff and free subsides through government programs makes them lazy for developing economy of any country encouraging more people to work is important like a capitalist person this is how socialism kept india on back foot when it comes to good economic growth the next reason is the complicated bureaucratic mechanism let me point point out the difference between jawaharlal nehru and lee kuan yew the father of singapore and the father of india lee the father of singapore first decided to focus on manufacturing products and encouraging entrepreneurs to start new businesses for attracting the foreign bureaucratic mechanism which will help the economy to grow nehru on the other hand went on to create a bureaucratic mechanism after mechanism which made the whole system very complicated which did not help the economy to grow now singapore is a developed economy and is pretty damn awesome the next big road block to india's dev- development was the license raj from 1947 to 1990 Licenses were required to start or run a business in India. Simultaneously, the government's bureaucracy was so complicated that getting licenses or permits was very difficult, and that is the reason middle class or lower middle class never dared to start a business. Only few rich people could get the licenses either by bribing or by using the favors given by the Indian politicians. However, in 1991, P.V. Narishman Rao, Nurse Narsimha Rao, became the Prime Minister of India and brought significant economic reforms. P.V. Narsimha Rao, along with his Finance Minister Manmohan Singh, abolished license raj and liberated Indian economy. After 1991. the next big reforms to start or open a business were being implemented by narendra modi india's 14th and current prime minister prime minister narendra modi took three steps for ease of doing business first he encouraged indian youth to come forward for becoming the active part of startup of the ecosystem of india he reduced the layers of bureaucracy and implemented e governance so no, no one would need to go from one government office to another for registering a startup now pretty much all pretty cures of registering startups can be done online then narendra modi did the remarkable work at speeding up the judicial judicial system before narendra modi govern before narendra modi's government someone had violated your business patent you had to fight for many years in court businesses were tired of wasting time in indian courts now judicial system is showing some good pace in solving matters the next step taken by modi is not yet fully successful
which is educating people on changing attitude towards business and making them understand that skills are more important than degrees as i already told you because of the nehruvian socialism and license by general public of india was too afraid to enter into business many people of india still have anti business sentiments which are nurturing due which were nurtured during the socialist era we are yet to see how more and more people of india utilize this opportunity because under prime minister india modi india's ranking of ease of doing business has improved from 142 to 77 modi further aims to take it to below 50 we saw how historically india had handled its economy let's see what can be done to improve its further and why india is lagging behind china india could have brought more growth after 1950 but india wasted more time in running behind you know socialism china however was very quick to realize its mistake and started using capitalism for the growth of its economy now people see china as a capitalist country with a communist government let's see seven reasons why china lagged behind i mean let's see seven reasons why india lagged behind china india is way behind china when it comes to manufacturing china has become the world's manufacturing hub the shelves of giant store chains like walmart are testimony to the fact that most of the cost products today are made in china because it offers the cheapest source of manufacturing in electronics and hardware china is like the manufacturing hub for companies like siemens and hitachi the next is chinese labor is five times more innovative than indian labor according to the research india labor indian labor is less productive and does not work proactively creation of zones and infrastructure in business china has created many flexible investment zones export processing zones free trade zones high tech zones complicated with tax incentives and good infrastructure india has tried to replicate this with its creation of export processing zones and software technology parks but the difference lies in some key areas like the creation of infrastructure and quick approval of indie investment proposals dependence on agriculture china has successfully reduced the percentage of its workforce depending on agriculture by providing people education and jobs in india 50% workforce is still dependent on agriculture but still agriculture's share in gdp is declining most of the people are working in agriculture sector yet agriculture sectors contribution is india is very less in india's gdp indians need to take make 
in India very seriously. If Indian companies somehow manage to manufacture electronics, chemicals and engineering goods which Indian people need, they can attract decent foreign investment. Right now, Indian market is flooded with Chinese products and engineering products. India needs to reduce its dependence on Chinese imports and Japanese ones. The biggest challenge Indian manufacturers are facing is they are not being able to manufacture products at cheaper cost. Chinese products are much cheaper than Indian ones. The reason for this is cost of labor and cost of transportation is low in China. Laborers are paid on per piece basis rather than employing them on a fixed salary. That makes them more productive. The, pol the policies of India's socialist government has made finding labor difficult. In India, this is only the second time right-wing government is completing its full term. Before this, all government were pro-socialists. Under the name of socialism, when government provide free stuff to poor people, they don't go to work and if they don't go to work, getting labor becomes difficult. In many states like Tamil Nadu and Pashchim Bangal or West Bengal for you English speakers, state of India, state government policies of giving free bars, handouts and sub diets must stop. Many politicians even announced free laptops, free mobiles, free TVs during election. This all must stop. We should make poverty more escapable rather than making it less miserable. Lest, and the next reason is the diversity, casteism and regional and vote bank politics. Indians must, may have said that we are proud of our diversity, but in real, this diversity is not working well in for India. Indian people are divided in castes and voters from specific castes show tendency to vote for a particular party rather than voting for development. Many Indian politicians use the fear of Indian voters who think they will vote for other political parties, their caste or reservations will come under threat. This makes them anti-development. Even if a political party says even if a political party does not work towards development, it enjoys the support of voters from particular castes. Just because those voters were too afraid of giving their vote to other parties. This politics of fear is also a roadblock in India's way to development. But fortunately, today India's youth is India's youth are more actively monitoring the development and politics. And I wish the sense for voting for development and I wish this sense of voting for development prevails. Be sure to like and subscribe if you like this if you like this podcast because this podcasts because these podcasts will come in politics bye
let's meet in the next podcast